Season 13 reunion of Real Housewives of New York City. Hi, Ramona. Hi, Andy. How are you today? Okay. Doing great, Ramona. Notice you're not wearing your mask today. You know what? I don't wear masks on the ocean. And you know what? The studio is very close to an ocean. I'm sorry, but that's just geography, okay? Yo, oh, Ramona. Hi, Sonia. Oh, hi, Andy. How's it going? Great, Sonia. Looks like you got a new face and one new boob. Love both of them. Oh, well, thanks, Andy. You know, I've really been working on... One of my eyes wasn't closing at the same time as my other eye, so I ended up getting that done. And then I noticed one of my boobs was lower, so I actually ended up getting that done, too, Andy. And the magic secret is, it was done with a new kind of material that I can also use as a hot pad. Oh, she's out of control. We need to do an intervention. We need to do an intervention. Ramona, don't you think she's just out of control right now? You know what? Sonia's nuts. The other day, I was making her macaroni and cheese at my house, and she actually took it out with the boob, Andy. So she may be nuts, but she's not lying, okay? <laughs> wow, that's a great story. Hi, Luann. How are you doing? Happy birthday to... Actually, the happy birthday song. It is the the birth of the happy birthday song. I would like to thank Irving de Lesseps for writing that one. Thank you, Irving. Now, uh, are you planning on using happy birthday in your upcoming Christmas album? Yes, Andy, and it's actually going to be sung by Bette Midler and Lady Gaga, who bring in the and friends to count us in friends. Great. Ebony, how are you? I'm doing wonderful, Andy. I'm excited to have conversations. I'm excited to grow as a group and really get to know each other better. Wow, that's really great, Ebony. You know, you're looking great with your new hair. It looks like you've also got new family. So congrats on that mazel. (laughs) Thank you, Andy. I appreciate that greatly. My new family is wonderful. They're an inspiration to me and to everyone around me. And we'll have an interview with them coming up after the weather. Leah, Leah, you're looking great. You're smirking a little. You know, a little, little smile goes a long way, Leah. How you doing over there, Leah? Um, I'm like, fine, I guess. I'm like Jewish, so I'm like you. So I'm basically like a lady version of you, Andy Cohen, except I'm not gay. <laughs> but I can work on that, too. Well, congrats, Leah. Welcome to the brood. All right. You know what? We're just going to call you Tevya for the rest of this reunion. All right. Well, in a season of COVID, New York City shut down. But could anyone get the real housewives of New York City to shut up? Let's take a look. You called me a grandmother. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa, I have vertigo. I'm going to fall over, okay? You are a clown. You're a Karen. You're a Karen. (laughs) That's fine, Mama. That's fine, Mama. I'm not trying to teach you. I'm trying to show you a better way. (laughs) Now, Ebony, this has been your first season, and uh, you have been... Arguably one of the most intelligent people that we've ever had on the show. You have a law degree. You're an accomplished broadcaster. I got to ask you this. Are your boobs real? (laughs) My boobs both went to yell, actually, Andy. Thank you for asking. They're both very real, and they are both very educated. Are you calling my breasts stupid? How dare you? Well, I can't believe it. I mean, here I am, minding my business with my two perfectly intelligent breasts, and now you're saying they're uneducated and unclassy? Well, well, you have very angry breasts, Ebony. 
All right, we'll get to that later. Now, everybody, we started the season off at Sonia's townhouse. Uh, Sonia, her friends worried she, need, she needed a drinking embargo, but who could stop drinking while being tormented by Wells Fargo? Sonia, tell us a little bit about what you were doing back at that townhouse this season. Well, it was really great. I mean, I learned so much during the summer when, you know, we learned about race and everything. So I went to my backyard and I taught my fish. I said, listen, be nice to other fish and listen to other fish. And I think we've just gotten so, so ahead in our fish tank. I mean, it's just wonderful, Andy. I've learned so much. Sonia, Mindy from Milwaukee wants to know, don't you think it's ignorant trying to lecture people about diversity through fish? Well, Andy, no, actually, you know, I love documentaries because I'm an intelligent comedian thinker of the universe. And one of my favorite documentaries ever was a film called Blackfish. Ebony, have you seen that one? I sure have, Sonia. Very good film. Very good film. And I just wanted to say that film deserved an Oscar. And that's when I found out that there is a need in this country for diversity among fish, Andy. Actually, I think a whale is a mammal. Well, you know, aren't we all mammals and fish when you really think about it? That's the problem. You know, I don't see genuses and families, right? I just see things with fins. And I want to fuck them all. You know, it's better that than Ramona, who will only post a fish on her Instagram if it's a killer orca whale, Andy. She will only post a black fish on her Instagram. There, I said it. You know what? I'm sorry, okay? You know, I spend a lot of time of the year in Florida, and they have a wonderful restaurant called SeaWorld. You go in, and you pick out the fish you want to eat. And it turns out they've got a very large, beautiful fish called Shamu. And I said, you know what? I want that for dinner. I'm going to take a selfie with it. I wasn't trying to impress anyone, okay? It was an orca. I thought it was for dinner. It turns out it's an attraction. I'm sorry. It was a mistake. You can't make a mistake these days. Suddenly, you're going to get canceled. Is that the deal? Okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't realize. All right. Well, Sonia... This season, we started at your townhouse. You seemed a little depressed, and Luann and Sonia uh, came at you a little bit for ignoring them during the shooting break. Well, Andy, you know, listen. I mean, I have plenty of fans. I have plenty of people. I walk down the street and I hear, Countess! Countess! But do I really have anybody who's not only been to Paradise, but been to Lou? And you know, Andy, when you find a Sonia, you need to hold her close, Andy. And Sonia, it just hurt my feelings that not a call. You didn't call. You didn't write. Not that I really read letters anyway, but you didn't sing. I mean, nothing, Sonia. Nothing. Well, you know, I didn't... Well, first of all, I, there was that one boob lift I was doing, which unfortunately meant I couldn't use my hands for about six months. I don't know if you realize it, but your boobs and your fingers are attached by the same nerve. So understandably, I had to be on full finger bed rest. So that's why I really couldn't write to you. Also, I was just very upset because I saw that, you know, famous Gilligan's Island actress Dawn Wells had died. And then I started watching Fargo, which is a great show, and, you know, between the whales and the Fargo. Oh, my God, the whales and the Fargo! Keep it within the family, Luann! Keep it within the family, Luann! Not to mention Century 21 went bankrupt, Andy, and, you know, that was really, really hard for me. Andy, I'd finally got my clothes into a beautiful store. I mean, everybody went to Century 21, you know, and then to have that gone. And now I'm just selling on a little old store called The Internet. I mean, who goes there, Andy? Who goes there? You know, they told me that my clothes would be at Century 21 forever. But that's when I realized I thought I was selling at Forever 21. It was a big misunderstanding. Well, Luann and Ramona came upon a truce this season where seasons past, they kind of hated each other, but this season they were back in each other's graces and not in each other's faces. Lil? Well, you know, Andy, if we're going to be with Sonia, we have to worry about Sonia so much. We can't just be at each other's throat, Andy. And, you know, I find... One thing that brings friends together is really teaming up against a third friend about alcoholism. Yeah, you know what? When I heard that there was a global pandemic going on, I said, what are we going to do with all the pandas running through the street? It's a pandemic. And I thought, you know what? That's when you need to have an ally. And turns out Luann's a good ally. She's big and tall like an oak tree, and she has just as much charisma. And I thought, good, they'll go after her first before they come after me. So she became a perfect friend during this time, okay? She, she shits like she's on ally all the time. How 
dare you, Leah. You know what? I, you're not being very ladylike over there. I would appreciate if you didn't say the word shit, okay? I dropped some makeup on the floor. That's all it was. It was makeup on the floor. What was the was the floor like making up its face for a shit prom? Because that was what was all over the floor. Your shit. Wow, a lot to unpack there, including toilet paper. I want to talk about the Hamptons. So, early on in the season, you guys headed to Ramona's house for the first of 45 different episodes, and you guys decided to have a Burning Man party. Does anyone here know what a Burning Man is? Ebony, do you know what Burning Man is? Well, um, I'd like to think it's a man who's just stayed in the tanning bed for a little too long, Andy. You know, none of us wants to date one of those. You know, speaking of, I was very lonely without my boyfriend who chose his children over me during the pandemic. Could you imagine, Andy? Could you? Uh, he chose his children over me. Wow. And unfortunately, we only explored that for five minutes in one episode at the beginning of the season. Sonia, what do you think about Burning Man? Well, I don't know about Burning Man, but I got a burning bush. And I'm not talking about the biblical kind. How about that? Put that in your show, Luann. How about that? Actually, in the religion of Judaism, which I am now a master, the burning bush told Moses to murder his own son. You know what? I totally get it. Okay, because one time I caught my best friend's sister slash daughter, Avery, trying on one of my net dresses. And I said, you know what? You better get out of my net dress. And she said, you know what? You're a stupid old lady and I wish you weren't my mother. And I said, you know what? A bush told me to burn you. And then I turned on the stove and I put a tortilla on it until it was on fire. And then I threw it at her face. Okay, you know what? I'm not proud of it, okay? I'm not proud of it, Andy. Wow. So none of you guys know what Burning Man is, which, which explains why that party was so embarrassing to watch. Okay, Leah, um, first of all, are you doing okay? Because technically this reunion did not start off with a scene in your apartment. Are you doing okay? Can you process this? Um, well, it's a little weird. Do you mind if like my sister and my brother come over and then we talk about like how weird mom is and like all that stuff? Can we just do that instead? No! Okay, fine. Well, actually, I'm here, Andy, so if anybody wants to ask me any question, who invited the girl who cuts her own bangs? Okay? Get her off the stage, okay? You're not the real housewives of anything. This doesn't take place in Brooklyn, okay? No one has money for a helicopter to make it to any kind of set that you'd be on, okay, lady with the creepy bangs? Now, Ramona, when you were hosting all the women at your Burning Man party, you couldn't do it all yourself. You can do real estate, you can poop on the floor, but there's one thing you can't do, serve your own food. So you, you invite, so you hired someone to help you out. Do you know that woman's name? Yes, Andy. I know the woman's name. Her name is Diana, Andy. It's not Diana. It's not Diana, Andy. Actually, that's, we had a big, long conversation. Her name is not Diana. Okay, you know what? Her name is Priscilla, and she's the queen of the dessert. That's it, okay? Her name is Priscilla. You know mm. what? Her name is Maria Conchita Alonso, and she's very famous, and she decided to help me because I got famous friends. Um, That literally was not even her. You know what? Her name is Helpy Henderson, okay? Sit because she's the help. I'm sorry. Okay? You know what? I got yelled at so much for saying the help. I can't even watch the help on TV anymore. You know what, Andy? I was on a website the other day. I was trying to get some food delivered to me, and it wasn't working. It kept freezing. And so I scrolled to the bottom, and there was a little button that said help. And you know what I did? I screamed, you racist button. I don't even care. And I didn't even get my food delivered. Okay, Andy? Set. Yeah. I've learned so much. And the other day, I was walking down the street, and I saw Academy Award winner Octagon Spencer, and I said, you know what? I loved you in that movie whose name I can't say, because I'll get canceled, okay? Oh, my God. Please don't cancel me. Please don't cancel me. All right. Well, we probably won't cancel you uh, unless we are canceled, because you're showing your boobs, and we haven't had time to blur it out. Okay, Ramona. I'm in Sonia. You can lower your blouse. <laughs> 
All right, so here we are still at the ha uh, the uh, Hamptons weekend party. Uh, call someone to help, and Leah got upset with you. I don't even remember why Leah got upset with you. Leah, do you remember why you got upset with Ramona? Um, um, I think it was just like a general help thing, Andy, because um, I really started off this season really close with Ramona. I just don't know where things went wrong, Andy. Okay, I'll tell you where things went wrong. She is old and a secret Trumper, and you are young and hate Trumpers. So I think that's where things went wrong between you two. Oh yeah, I guess I guess that could be it. <laughs> All right, well then up it's the winery. Went to the winery. Okay, Andy, Andy, Andy may I interrupt? Yes, yes, of course. I just want to say, my grandmother is the person who got me the most. And she was the closest person to me. And I told her before she died, I would bring her up every 10 minutes for the rest of my life. And my alarm just went off. So I just want to say, Grandma, this shout out is for you. See you in 10 minutes. Thank you. Well, you know what, Leah? Just want to say I'm so sorry about your grandma. Because she was the only person that really got you. And that really loved you. And that was really... <laughs> There for you? She was the only person that gave a crap whether you breathed or you lived or you died, whether you had breakfast or whether you were even eating anything, okay? And now you're all alone in the world and nobody loves you and nobody likes you. Nobody can even stand being around you, okay? Andy, can I hug Leah? Can I hug Leah, Andy? Sure, I'd love to see some girl-on-girl -girl action, yeah! <laughs> uh, I just have to say that uh, if Leah had to sing a song with her grandmother, I guarantee she wouldn't ask for a contract. There, I put it out there. <laughs> yes, she would have. She didn't even go into heaven until she got a good contract to make sure she had the best room, Andy. You know what? This is your pain speaking. Pain people make pain, Okay. All right, so we went to the winery, and Leah and Ramona got into a little squabble about... Hold on, I'm looking through my notes here, looking through my cards here. Hey, can I put these cards a little closer to my face? Because I cannot read them. It was blood plasma, okay? It was blood plasma. Leah, you started a conversation uh, lightly, but ended up accusing Ramona of lying about donating plasma. Well, Andy... Plasma isn't just something, it's not like even in your blood, like you have to get the plasma taken out of your blood, like you have to get the blood taken out, then you have to get the plasma, I mean she's just lying Andy, everybody knows she's a fucking liar, she's a motherfucking liar Andy, and everybody knows it. You know what, listen, not a liar, I donated my plasma, I was like listen, LCD is the new technology, I don't need my plasma TV anymore, so you know what I did? I donated my plasma TV to the Red Cross so that way they could solve COVID with it, okay? I wasn't lying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, no lies detected. Andy, I love Ramona this season, but I just have to say that the last time I saw Ramona donate anything, it was her tongue, and it was to Harry Dubin's mouth. Other than that, I've never seen Ramona do it. I mean, Andy, she has an offering at her own birthday party for herself, Andy. Is this a charitable woman? I mean, really. I would like to say something as the star of Bravo to all the audience out there. First of all, happy birthday, etc. Second of all, listen, I know a lot of people haven't liked our season, and... The reason why is because Leah McSweeney insisted that we start off with a plasma fight. I said, I do not want to fight about plasma. Can't we talk about interventions? And she said, no, there must be a plasma fight. So, in conclusion, the reason why the season was not good is because of Leah. Thank you very much. You know what? I would like one of you to prove that I didn't have COVID and I didn't give blood, okay? Because you know what? I didn't even have COVID until I was in the hotel at Boca where I was staying with Mario and my daughter slash best friend Avery, okay? And I was walking down the hallway and someone said, oh my God, your skin and bones, do you have COVID? And I said, oh my God, thank you very much. At first, I thought COVID was a compliment, Auntie, okay? You know what? I thought you got COVID from sticking to the Atkins diet for too long. That's it! I did! Hey, Ebony, you look like you're regretting every decision to come on the show. What do you have to say? Ha! Okay, your strange <laughs> laugh is back. Thank you. Sorry, Andy, I still don't know really when to use it. Ha! <laughs> 
All right. Well, later that night, you all went to a bar and things seemed to be going well. Ebony was fitting in very well. Ramona had told Ebony 19 times, wow, it's amazing. I feel such a bond with you. We're like sisters. And then things seemed to go a little bit south when Lou ordered a glass of soda water in a wine glass. Well, Andy, you know, that is a slippery slope, and I was trying to tell Luann, if you order something that's in a wine glass, it's going to make you think of wine. So you're drinking, that's, that's, that's how alcoholics mess up, Andy, okay? If you drink things out of the wrong glass, it's very bad. Everyone in 12 Steps knows it, Andy. You know what? You know what? This is stinking thinking, okay? Because here she is. She's trying to shame Luann for drinking out of a wine glass because she thinks that drinking club soda out of a wine glass can make Luann think about wine and fall off the wagon. But guess what? The truth is, when you drink something out of a wine glass, the only thing you think of is my signature cocktail, which is vodka with soda with ice and mint in a wine glass, okay? So I'm sorry. In many ways, it just makes her think about me. So Leah, stop trying to ruin my relationship with Luann. Sorry. Commercials. Here comes one right now. Well, after that, Ebony may be a lawyer, but she may have just taken on her most intense chase. Manhattan, that is. Ebony, what do you think started the bank fight between you and Sonia? Well, Andy, uh, unfortunately, we live in a very charged time. Literally a time when people are charging everything on their cards. And so the mere reference to any sort of bank was going to send Sonia off, especially a bank that she was no longer married to and a competitor to that bank. So unfortunately, the mere mention of Wells Fargo was a trigger point. Thank you, dears. I would just like to say... I have no problem with any other bank other than J.P. Morgan. I mean, name one bank. I have no problem with any bank. There, name one. Go ahead. Uh, how about, uh, Bank of America? Bitch, how dare you? That's not my family! Okay, let's, let's settle down. All I said was Bank of America. How could you? That is not my family! That is not J.P. Morgan! All right, all right. Well, at least I didn't say Wells Fargo. Oh, I'm going to kill you. I'm Whoa, you're acting more crazy than someone who just crashed their car into a sperm bank. Well, that's at least not a real bank, so I'm not really upset about that one. Also, I love sperm. So I would just like to conclude by saying if there was an actual thing called a sperm bank, I would ask my ex-husband to purchase it so it could be in the J.P. Morgan family. Andy, I just remember that I'm traumatized by this. Ah, 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 I can't deal with this. Andy, I'm going to walk off the set because I'm traumatized now. Thank you. And please, please don't come after me. Who am I? Just some cabaret icon? Surely there's no need to come after me. Uh, don't, don't bother. Don't bother. Ah, ah. Anyone? Anyone? Well... Zonia had a rough night that night, had a little breakdown, but thankfully she woke up right next to her trusty best friend. Let's take a look at some more beautiful advice from Ramona Singer. Whoa, you know what? Last night was really crazy. Yeah, yeah, you know, I just had a lot to drink. I think we were talking about banks or something. Yeah, we are talking about Banks, you know what I think is wrong with you? I think that you're just still really upset that your husband dumped you like a box of melted chocolates, okay? He dumped you on the yeah. ground. Yeah. Yeah. Then he got in the car and he backed over mm. you, okay? Mm. You know what? You're like thrown out trash that's waiting to get started on fire and put on a barge and sent to Staten Island, okay? That's how you feel right now, okay? Whoa. Have you ever seen the most beautiful little toy in the world and then you drop it in a fire accident and it melts and turns into goopy plastic and creates toxic fumes? That's kind of like what you are, okay? You're sort of like that song by Tuna Turner. You know that one that's something like, you know, when I was a little girl, I had a rag doll, but you're like the rag doll that someone had as a little girl and then they lost, okay? So you're like a sad song, okay? I'm sorry, but that's just who you are. Wow, those were really touching moments to relive, Sonia. Yeah, you know, I'm really, really so thankful to have such a friend like Ramona, Andy. I mean, not a friend that's put on her Instagram ever. 
But, you know, in general, I mean, it, would it be nice if she wasn't trying to steal all the men that I had sex with first? Yes, it would be. But in general, it's nice to have a friend like Ramona. You know, a woman already with one foot in the grave can really be nothing but a help once it's time to knock on those heavenly gates, Andy. Whoa. Sorry, I just fell out of my chair. Vertigo, you never know what's going to hit. Go on, Andy. Go on. All right. Well, um, Bethany from Boca wants to know, uh, Leah, why did you choose the silent treatment that night instead of actually talking to the group? Do you think it was a little childish to give everyone the literal silent treatment? It was honestly the most mature thing I could have done at that moment. Part of my studies in Judaism, which has been led by a very important rabbi named Martin, who also boxes, is that one must be quiet when you think about the Torah. Also, it's been 10 minutes. I just want to say my grandmother is the most special person to me. And it was so important for me to not be by her side and be at Ramona's house. I just want to say she's the only person who got me. And I love her. Thank you. See you in 10 minutes. Whoa, Leah, that was so beautiful. You know, I just want you to know your grandma is looking down on you right now. And she's thinking, whoa, I'm literally looking down on her. And I'm figuratively looking down on her at the same time because she's so alone and no one loves her. You want to hug, Leah? Let's hug. Whoa, Ebony, you can stop doing that laugh now. (laughs) Well... At that lunch at the winery, Leah, you seem to be starting a little trouble with Heather, who was going to guest star on the rest of the season before you completely messed that up. So is there any reason that you were trying to turn all of the ladies against Heather? Well, I just thought it was, like, so shady that she would talk behind our backs. So I decided what I would do is, like, talk behind her back. And I think that, like, really proved something. All right, well, let's welcome to the stage our could-have-been-friend-of-this-season, Heather Thompson! Here she is! Hi, Heather! Hi, Andy! Hi, Mamas! Hi! So good to be here, Mamas! Now, uh, Heather, uh, seemed to be a problem with some of the things you had said on your, oh God, what is it, a podcast? (laughs) I mean, whatever that is. All right, uh, anything to say for yourself? Well, yes, you know, I did say those things, uh huh, because um, I did feel like, um, you know, a lot of the women were fake. I thought that Luann is very fake. Um, she doesn't really even know how to sing. Um, she's uh, clearly an alcoholic, um, and uh, she uh, she lives in a in a world of lies. But she's so sweet, so sweet, Luann. And I'll say that to your face. I'll say that to your face, Luann. Oh, really? You think I'm fake? How's this? Sit and spin, bitch. I don't even know what that means. You learned that in jail, motherfucker. See, I can say motherfucker, Andy. Well, it looked like things are going to turn around during the Audrey Hepburn party until everybody came at Heather for talking about them. Luann? Well, you know, my problem is, listen, I understand if you're going to talk about your own story. I do a cabaret, as you might have heard, and I don't talk about my own story. I Sing about it, Andy. And if I happen to see somebody one night and then I sing about it the next night, do I owe that person an apology for singing about them? I don't. And I totally understand that point. I will say that having Carol Ratzeville on your podcast, oh, bitch, I hate that bitch. Now that's where it went wrong with me, Andy. Well, let's bring Carol on out. Coming back to stage, making her big Roni reunion reappearance. It's Carol Radzowell. Hi, Carol. Hi, Hi Andy. Andy. <sighs> Carol, wow. you seem to be yeah. still wearing some sort of number on your shirt. Why? What is that? What are those numbers doing on, on tacked onto your shirt there? Well, Andy, you know life isn't a race. It's a marathon. <sighs> What have you been up to lately, Carol? Well, aside from getting through the marathon from 2018, which I still haven't finished, I've been doing a lot of fun stuff like sitting on counters in department stores and sitting on the back of bicycles with hipsters and... Um, I also did some serious journalistic investigating on... um. 
an online store that didn't send me the proper patio furniture, Andy. That really, really upset me. And as someone who knows Barbara Walters, I will not be silenced, Andy. I also switched from Chicken of the Sea to Bumblebee, and it's been a wonderful experience for my tuna sandwiches. <laughs> well, later in the later in the trip is when the real fun started. Not only did we get to meet Garth, Lam Curry. Yes, we know Luann, but uh, we. We had a nude painting. Uh, we had a musician that Ramona wanted to have sex with. Just wanted to have sex with this music, okay? Why does everybody have to be so perverted? You know what? Stop talking about penises. If anything, it's going to get inside this hoo-ha. It's going to be that man's quarter note, okay? You know what? I don't understand. Everyone's so mad about me with my plasma and my mask. Where did that musician donate his mask and his plasma, okay? It's a double standard and I got canceled. I'm sorry. It's not right. Ramona, you did get a little sexual while the music guy was playing as everyone was painting. Sorry to say it, Ramona. A penis. God, I hate that word penis, okay? You know what? The music came over me and I came over the chair. That's it. That's all there is to say, guy. Well, how could you not feel sexual being in the presence of Garth's lamb curry? Now, I know what everyone wants to know. What is in a lamb curry? Well, I'll tell you, Andy. Here's what's in it. Lamb... I said, lamb, lamb, lamb. <laughs> Sorry, sometimes they're not they're not writing it down. I'm trying to get my assistant to write this down while I still have it in my brain. There's lamb, there's rice. I don't know. You figure out the rest. It's called the internet, you dumbass. Anyway. But I would guess that there's some curry in there. You know what, Sonia Rita? Why don't you just sit down and wait for when it's your turn to talk? You know nothing about lamb curry. Well, I was the first one who had lamb curry, actually. I was the one who told you about lamb curry. You know nothing about lamb curry, you slut. Every lamb curry I've ever put down my throat says Sonia's a whore. And we want nothing to do with her. You're a good time lamb curry girl. And no one needs your opinion. Dears... I believe what Luann, what Sonia is trying to convey in this moment is that she has a deep appreciation for curries of all kind. And I resonate with that as a broadcaster, someone who is akin to Anne Curry. So I would say that I too know about the curry. But just because I have a curry experience does not negate her very important curry experience, dear. Thank you. Now, Ramona, just sit in that uncomfortability. Just sit in that uncomfortability, Ramona. Whoa, you know what? After that guy played that music so sexily, I was sitting in a lot of uncomfortability, okay? It was very, very uncomfortability, okay? Set. Hey, so here's a question that came up at that lamb curry scene. And I just want to get a, I just want to get a, uh, raise your hand if you agree with this. If you. Um, I do. I agree, Andy. <laughs> Uh, all right, Sonia, and I said raise your hand, not your leg. Okay, so here's the th question. If you do not have a law degree, does that make you more educated than someone who does have a law degree? Raise your hands, and let's see. We got Luann has five hands up. I don't know. You're grabbing other people's hands. I don't even know how you did that. You got a lot of hands up. Ramona, Ramona's just... Can you put just my hand down, please? I don't <laughs> like you touching me. Shut up, Ransomville. <laughs> <laughs> Serve a purpose for once in your goddamn life and help me win this straw poll. <laughs> All right, Luann, explain yourself. Why are you more educated than someone who literally has more degrees than you? Well, Andy, let me tell you, first of all, I'm not saying that Ebony is uneducated. Ebony, I would like to say, here in public, right in front of everyone, you are educated. Thank you, dear. Thank you. Thank you for that. Now, that doesn't mean that you're more educated than me. I've been a nurse. I have been a game show host in Italy. And I'm currently a cabaret star who eats curry, which is extremely global, Andy. I mean, name somebody else on this stage with that kind of resume. I'd like to know who else here has spoken to tweens and told them whether or not they could be a model. Uh, anyone? Anyone? That's right, just me. Miss Educated 2020. Well, dear, I, I understand what you're saying, but I actually have degrees. Oh, wow. You are an angry woman. An angry woman. Angry, angry, angry woman. 
You know, Andy, I would just like to add that ever since this conversation about degrees, I have been wearing a lot of degree. I haven't smelled like B.O. one time this entire season, Andy. So I'd like to thank both Ebony and Luann for the deodorant help. Also, I love that game, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, mainly because sometimes when I get horny, I actually just fuck bacon. Yeah, I do that. It can work. It can, do, it can, it can work. Well, the education fight led to Ebony being kicked out of Luann's house. Ebony, how did you feel about that? Well, Andy, you know, I'm not comfortable being somewhere I'm not wanted. And usually that leaves a whole world open for me because really, who doesn't want me? I'm wanted everywhere. But, you know, sometimes it's very difficult to argue with uneducated... I mean, less educated people, Andy. And I was fine going home in my own Uber. You know what? She was very angry at my own house in Sag Harbor, which, as we all know, is the best of the Sags. And on top of that, here I had a a very handsome nude model, the most wonderful lamb curry, and she had to be so angry I had no other recourse but to kick her out. And also, by the way, I just want to remind everyone that you all were being hoes. You're a hoe, you're a hoe, you're a hoe, you're a hoe, you're a hoe. Oh, Leah, you're so funny. Take a seat. (laughs) Um, well, uh, Ebony, uh, back to the angry thing. That touched a nerve. Well, yes, Andrew, you're not supposed to say angry. That is traditionally a word that is used as code against black women, and it's not cool to use that. Well, I understand, and I would like to formally apologize again for calling you angry. I will heretofore refer to you as less educated than she thinks she is. (laughs) Now, where's my apology? Because there was some lamb curry that was truly ruined by this experience. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Well, I would just like to say, Andy, um, because I'm still on this stage for a reason that even I can't decipher, that, you know, uh, this fight was interesting to me because knowing, you know, the core of the black family as I do, spending time in the core of black America as I have. Um, who was that again? Who was in your core, dear? Oh, Puffy. Don't you remember? Yeah. I worked for Puffy. You know, just one of the regular working people. I would like to say, you know, All of those families, the core black family would sit around the table and say, you know what I don't like? Angry. I don't like that word. And I would have to agree with that, Andy. I don't like that word. And I would like to applaud Ebony for so being so articulate when she explained that to Luann. That was amazing. That gets a big holla. And as someone who understands the black experience because she watched Cinderella and Billy Porter was in it, I have to say, words hurt. Okay, words hurt. And I'm just so glad that we can resolve this. Holla! <laughs> you know, I didn't I know Billy Porter and I called him after Cinderella and I said, "You know what? I don't even I don't only understand the black experience. I understand the Porter experience. You know, that's not an easy job. I've known a lot of Porters. Core America. Core America As- Thompson. That's what they call me." As someone who really connected with the lady from the Stackwells commercial, I understand the black experience. And I just want to say that we have a lot to learn. And thankfully, we have a very, very articulate lady on our, on our cast who can help us in that role as our teacher. Thank you so much, Ebony, for fulfilling that role, which, of course, I'm sure you wanted to have. I would just like to say, Andy, dear, that I'm going to let everything that Heather said just pass because, frankly, she's trying, which is more than I can say for about 90% of the rest of these ladies. Whoa. Was anyone listening to what was being talked about for the past five minutes? Because I know I wasn't. You know what, Andy? I used to take Ambien if I couldn't go to sleep because I really like going to sleep. And now if I need to sleep, I just ask someone to get TG and preachy with me, okay? And then my eyes just close and I don't remember anything until the next morning, okay? Yeah, that's how I deal with it. You know, people talk about being woke, but you know what? Sometimes I want to be sleepy, Okay. All right, well, uh, then you guys had a very strange and sad beauty pageant. What was that like for you guys? Because it was really rough for us. Well, actually, Andy, I would like to say, as somebody who has been at the heart and the core of the beauty pageant experience, um, it was a little difficult for me because Leah had come after me early in the night, calling me a Karen and screaming in my face and throwing napkins in my face because I suggested that she actually vote. Andy. So that's something that happened to me. You know what? Everybody just got a taste of what it's like in the core of the Heather's home experience. 
Okay, you're welcome. Consider that vocal hugs to everybody sitting on this stage. Leah, do you care to respond? Well, it was really hard for me because my grandmother was dying and I love my grandmother so much and I knew I needed to honor her by being in a fake beauty pageant at that moment. And so it was really tough doing that with Heather there. You know, what really, really bugged me, Andy, is being told what to do. Like, I do not like being bossed around, especially when it comes to voting. Like, I, you know what, I can I can yell at Ramona for who she voted for, but, like, if I don't want to vote, that's my fucking business, okay? I signed up for vote by mail, and when I got the vote by mail in the mail, I got a Sharpie out, and I opened the ballot, and I wrote, fuck you by mail. And then I put it back in, and I sent it, Andy. That's how I feel. You, you know what? Why don't you worry about your own fucking vote? All right, so one hot button issue this season was Ebony, the uh, Night in Harlem by Ebony K. Williams. Who here enjoyed that meal? Anyone? Anyone? Ebony? I did, Andy. You know, Andy, I love candles. They're a very unlooked, they're a very underused food source in this country, and I would just like to thank Ebony for introducing me um, to candles as an appetizer. Really, you put a little horseradish on it, and you've never tasted anything like it. I was burping up the smell of sandalwood for a week after. Thank you, Ebony. Heather, you at this point had quit the season, so we should probably get you off the stage, but any last comments? Yes, Andy, thank you so much. I honestly was a little bit offended by the Harlem night scene, because I wasn't sure why I, as someone who is so closely intertwined with the core black experience, wasn't represented as a candle at that dinner. I would love to hear some uh, words from Ebony about that. But since I have to go, I'm just going to say goodbye. And if anyone would like to know anything else that I would have said tonight, please just go to Twitter and rewatch Viola Davis's uh, Emmy acceptance speech from six years ago. Okay, thank you, everybody. Bye, mamas. Come on, Carol. I'm not ready. Come on, Carol. I'm not ready. Carol, come on. What are you afraid of, Bethany, too? <laughs> All right. So Harlem, the the night in Harlem, everyone seemed pretty bored during it. But one thing that was exciting was that we had the arrival of Bershon. And here joining us on stage is Bershon. Hi, Bershon. Hey, Andy. How are you doing tonight? How are you doing tonight? Let me tell you something tonight. This was a terrible party, and I can't believe I was part of it. But, uh, you know, what can you do when you're with a bunch of grandmas and clowns? All right, don't even say those trigger words. Why? It's not like I said Wells Fargo. Okay, Bershon, just zip it for a moment. You know what? I just want to say that I went there for dinner. I wasn't there for teaching and preaching. Okay? You know what I wanted? I wanted a chicken. I didn't want to be called racist. That's it. What is that even, okay? You know what? That's why I left early, because I get vertigo, okay? And here's what happens. Someone starts teaching me, and I fall over. When I was a little girl, I would go to the schoolhouse, and the teacher would say, two plus two is four, and I would fall out of my desk, Andy, okay? It's the first time that my eyes ever crossed. Well, Ramona, this was a pretty intense season for you. You know, what with the election and everything? Uh, I've got a question. Kamala Harris... Yeah, is that the question, Andy? Just saying her name and seeing how you'll react. You know what? I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm sure that that is a very nice person, whoever it is. Okay? Okay, well, let's move on. Andy, I don't want to move, okay? Moveon.org. Why do we have to talk about politics all the time? I don't want to talk about politics, okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I invited you over here tonight to talk, have girl time, have girl talk. We could talk about boys. We could talk about Harry Dubin. We could talk about Coco. I don't want to talk about politics. Well, uh, funny because you didn't invite me here. We're not in your apartment. We demanded that you come here and we barely even talked about politics. We just said (laughs) someone's name and you lost your mind. Let's see what other things you'll lose your mind about and associate them with politics. Let's see. Um... How about, uh, uh, shoes? What do you think about shoes? Whoa, Andy, okay, you know what? Enough about the politics. I can't deal. Why are you always bringing up shoes and politics? It's too much. Just trying to have a nice night. Hey, Ramona, I really love your black dress. Well, why does it have to be a black dress? Why can't it be a purple dress or a yellow dress or a white dress or a rainbow-colored dress, okay? 
Do you use a stapler when you put papers together? Whoa, why do we have, why do we have to be confined to just a stapler? Okay, what if I use a paperclip? Suddenly I can't use paperclips because you want to use a stapler? Why is it always to be that way? Like, don't preach staplers to me when all I want is a paperclip. Sometimes I don't need a stapler. I don't wear staples by the ocean. I don't staple papers by the ocean, okay? Whoa, and it just hit me who you were asking me about earlier. You were just trying to trick me. And you know what? I'm sick of your questions. I want you to finish everything now with a comma, la. And that's how you say it in Spanish, okay? Comma, la. There. I know what it is, okay? I'm not stupid. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, Ebony, that you had to relive that nightmare. It turns out, now that we've experienced it ourselves, it is a horrific thing to live through. Sorry, <laughs> Ebony. That's quite all right, dear. Life is about learning, and I've learned a lot. All right, let's move on. So, Sonia is alone and sad, and 15 years after the, her, her divorce, she still has not gotten over her husband. Yeah, and you know what? I'm, he, the man was just so handsome in his wallet. I've never met a man that handsome in his wallet before, Andy, and it still really hurts me. Um, so I finally got set up on a match, which was really, really sweet of Ebony to do. My girl, my girl, Ebony set me up with a guy, you know, and she really knew my type, Andy. She took me to a matchmaker, but I really do credit um, Ebony with helping me find the perfect type for me. I mean, he's really fat. He was really old. He didn't only have one bad knee. He had two bad knees and a bad ankle. And we got to talk about bacon for seven minutes straight, Andy. Okay, nothing gets me hornier than a wobbly man talking about bacon. Thank you, Ebony. Thank you, my girl. Because as I did mention before, I do like to fuck bacon. So it really, it all comes back together. All right, Leah, do you have anything to add to that? My grandmother loved bacon. One of the things she told me before she said, okay. So after you went to the matchmaker who was on the real world, you guys decided to go to Salem, Massachusetts, the most exciting Salem in all of the Massachusetts is. So you got there and the first thing you guys did was you went to a party, a dinner, and a tattoo parlor. Am I reading this correctly? God, what were you producers thinking this season? Well, I would just like to say, Andy, as a cabaret star, everyone here knows I'm rock and roll, so I was down to get a invisible tattoo on the back of my neck underneath my hairline, Andy, because I am a rocker, all right? Mm, well, yes. I approve of tattoos as well, Andy. I really love tattoos, even though a couple of seasons ago, I said they were trashy and I would never hang out with anyone with a tattoo. But you know what? Now I'm completely into them. I would rather talk about Ramona being a complete idiot racist at that tattoo parlor. That was very embarrassing, Ramona. What? You know what? I'm sorry, but the conversation started because of you, Sonia, okay? You stirring the pot, okay? You just want to come in there and talk about teaching and preaching, okay? I don't want to talk about teaching and preaching. Okay! Let's play a game. Let's play a game instead. All right, Ramona, I'm going to need you to sit back into your chair. I know you love doing that little dance when you say let's play a game, but this is some real stuff. Ebony, what was going on? Well, dears, I needed to make sure that the people I was associated with were not aligning themselves with white supremacy. Whoa! All of a sudden, white supremacy? First of all, all of a sudden, look, if I go to Taco Bell and I get a Taco Supreme, does that make me a white supremacist just because I'm white and I want something that has Supreme in the title? I don't get it. Let's play a game. Let's play a game. Let's play a game. Ramona was doing um, a dance that night that was so white. If she had donated her plasma, it would have been full of white cells, okay? It was really, really bad, Andy. You know what? Why does it have to be called white supremacy, okay? Why can't it be called Blue supremacy, or yellow supremacy, or purple supremacy, Andy, okay? Andy, I don't see color, which is unfortunate because I brought Twister to play as a game, and now all the dots look the same. That's what happens in life. You choose a dot, I choose a dot, and we're all twisted up, and we all get together as one, okay? Yeah, you know what? I don't see color, and I realized it in college when I was dating this 
guy and I was driving us to dinner and the light changed and I went right through it because I couldn't tell if it was red or green, okay? That guy's not around anymore, but I wish he was so I could tell him about how I cry at night and say, I wish I was Jewish, okay? I wish I was Jewish. You know, Andy, it's really hard being as progressive as I do and I'm not seeing color because the other day, my best friend slash daughter took me to a performance of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat and I was like, whoa, as far as I can tell, that coat looks like it just came from J. Crew. I only see one color. I'm sorry. Where are the other colors? I don't see it. Yeah. You know what? They should have called that Joseph and the Amazing Striped Coat because that's it. It was just striped, Andy. Okay. You know what? When I went and saw Wizard of Oz and they were seeing somewhere over the rainbow, I was like, what rainbow? All I see is an arc, an arc of stripes, okay? I don't see any color, so it's clearly not a rainbow. Unfortunately, Andy, I don't see color. I mean, I don't even understand the gay pride flag. Who wants that flag? It's just a bunch of stripes of no color. <laughs> you know what gay people should have? They should just have broccoli on their flag, okay? Because at least people could tell what it is, okay? It's like, well, look, you know what? I have pride in gay broccoli. Fair, Andy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, later on, we moved to a restaurant where Bashan really, really came out as one of a true belonger. She came out as a true belonger to the show. That doesn't really make sense. But she came out as a good fit to this show when she went against all of you and called you grandmas. How dare you? How dare you call me a grandmother? Not only am I not a grandmother, I'm extremely educated, Andy. Happy birthday to you. Does a... Does a grandmother headline a cabaret show and sing old standards with Billy Stritch and make Christmas songs that sound like they came from 1955? I don't think so. I don't think so. Andy, all I was really saying was that, you know, my friend, my girlfriends, we go out and have fun. And these girlfriends are talking about, should I have a drink? I don't want a drink. Maybe I'll have some tea. Maybe I'll just have some bread instead of a drink. You know, that's all I was saying. I was saying they were acting like grandmothers. That's all. Well, you call me a clown also, and as far as I can tell, I'm not a clown. I'm just someone who likes to fuck him, okay? Is that so wrong? So what if I, if I want to fuck a clown? So what if I want to fuck a trapeze artist? So what if I want to fuck a slab of bacon? It's my right, Bershawn. Yeah, I may fuck a fire hydrant, but that doesn't mean I am a fire hydrant. Well, George listen, I think you got me all wrong. You got me all wrong here, ladies. I'm just, I'm just saying, just trying to make a joke. Like, when I'm with my girlfriends, I just make a joke. And holy shit, Sonia, did you just chug a glass of wine through your dress? Yeah, I was getting bored. Well, Sonia, you know, that may have been a pretty big fight, but I don't know that it warranted you getting physical with Bershawn. Well, you know, Andy... Knowing this show and the way that the girls on this show worked, I got physical with Brishon just so I could see if Luann and Ramona would fuck her afterwards. You know? Because that's all they do. Steal people that I've gotten physical with, Andy. You know, I was really horny that entire trip, especially after I saw that wigwam. Because, you know, I fucked John John in the wigwam once, and it was fantastic. Do we have roll tape for that one? Can we roll tape for that? <laughs> no, because it's in your head. Uh, anyway... Afterwards, you somehow managed to be cool, so you then went off to a seance, and here, as a special guest, is the crazy lady, I shouldn't say crazy, I'm sorry, the very creepy lady who ran the seance. Hello, creepy lady. Hello, Andy. Hello, Andy. Hello, Andy. I would like us to all come together and put our spirits in a hat and shake the hat up. And then burn the hat. Oh no, our spirits were inside of the hat. We no longer have spirits. Hey, seance lady, you can see a lot of things. And my question yes. is to you. Are those boobs real? <laughs> Andy, my breasts are spiritual and I can assure you, Quite real. They have lived 73 lives, Andy. But that being said, I did just get some vaginal rejuvenation. <laughs> Atta girl, that's what we like to hear. All right, so we have a seance where Ramona uh, saw her dead brother again, but still really didn't apologize that much to him, although that was a touching scene, Ramona, so you're welcome for us giving you that. Uh, anybody else want to talk about the seance? Because frankly, I find it depressing as hell. 
I just want to say that all the women on this stage need to get very, very professional help from people who have advanced degrees. Oh, well, I guess that's me because I have an advanced degree in life and cabaret. No, PhDs. PhDs, actually. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, I've actually gotten uh, help from, you know, not only the lady who gives me crystal dildos at my house, but also someone that I got from a list called Angie's. They were really good. They actually unclogged the toilet without using a hose, and uh, they helped me get over my daddy issues. So thanks, listed Angie's. Okay, well, I think that maybe I should go back and have spiritual phone sex with Franklin Roosevelt again. Thank you so much for having me. Well, not since Jesus was dropped in a manger in a barn has Christmas been so exciting. Countess, let's talk a little bit about your song recording. Wherever did you come up with the idea for that song? Well, Andy, thank you so much for asking about my creative process. It was very simple. I was just driving around in my car, not listening to the radio whatsoever around Christmas. And I thought, you know, it'd be a great tune. Something along the lines of... Everything I want on this Christmas is actually you. And I thought, that's a great lyric. Let's work with that. Let us work with that. And then I came up with this melody like, everything I want for Christmas is actually you. I thought, that's a hit. That's a hit. And totally original. You got upset uh, at Leah for asking for contracts. What was that about? Well, um, Andy, I would just like to say, as someone who screen prints up sings on sweatshirts, um, I really understand the uh, economy behind the business. And if I'm asked to be in a music video, I mean, what if this video goes on to make $9 trillion one day? Like, I need to make sure I'm protected, Andy, you know? I mean, I really want to make sure that I've got that sweet, sweet, all I want for Christmas is you beach house money. You know what I'm saying? Is that so wrong? Is that so? Am I the only fucking person in business here? I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. This is for charity. Charity. The Luan de Lesseps charity. And I can't believe that you're trying to solve this process and trying to get your hands on some charity money. That's absolutely ridiculous. And, and I cannot believe you would say such a thing. Well, actually, Luann, if you really think about it, it's actually a compliment to you to actually think that you would make a song successful enough for me to want to get my grubby hands on it. So think about it that way. Absolutely not. I mean, here, I gave you caviar. Caviar! And this is the way you repay me with a demand for a contract? Well, let's, let me tell you one thing. Now that, now that we're fighting, I have to admit the caviar I got you was just cat food from Trader Joe's that I chopped up and <laughs> turned into little balls. There, I said it. Oh, that's weird, because I gave it to my sister, and she actually coughed up hairballs the next day. So thank you for at least copping to that one. Ah! All right, Ebony, that was sort of an appropriate time to do your laugh, but uh, we appreciate it. All right, let's go to the big birthday party that Luann planned for Sonia. I think it was Sonia. Was it Sonia and Ramona? I don't remember if they shared this one. But anyway, uh, Luann planned a really big party, super fun. There were strippers, there were models, possible male whores, and Sonia even left with one. Sonia, want to still stick with that story? Oh, yes, Andy. You know, I mean, it was wonderful having a party, so thank you, Luann. Um, it was also wonderful being recognized as one of the most stunning people in the world, which that man who totally wasn't paid anything um, told me before he took me home, and we had sex for 19 hours Andy, count them, 19. You know, I really like that party. It's so rare that I enjoy negative space, being in a negative space. But that party actually was full of negative space. There were not a lot of people there. And I, but, but the people that did show up had lots of hair. And that was lovely. And I was so glad to have that tin of caviar that I ate with a man who I fucked all night long. And it was just me and him together alone because he's very single. And I was fucking him all night long like a slab of bacon. Well, according to Countess Luann and the singer detective, no fucking happened at all, Luann. Well, Andy, you know, as you know, as everyone here might remember, the most educated one of the group, me, gave everybody some caviar. Um, and uh, turns out that Sonia went home with the long-haired model, forced herself onto his hotel bed, and his girlfriend TikToked the whole thing, and Sonia was just too drunk, and left her caviar in the room. I mean, who leaves caviar in a room? 
okay. It's just like a lack of consideration. And you know, people are so angry at me. People say that I'm close-minded, but look at Sonia leaving caviar places. That's the one who's really close-minded. She's the one who should be canceled, okay? Well, Andy, I don't care what anybody says or what's on TikTok. I had 19 hours of sex with that hot, hot man. Whoa, you know what? I don't want to talk about Sonia's lies. I want to talk about how I don't see color. Because you know what? That was when Ebony invited me to Black Shabbat. And you know what I said? I said, you know what? I don't understand what Black Shabbat is. I call it some indeterminate color on a Friday night, okay? Because I don't see color or Shabbat. Okay? You know what? So I get to this place, and I said, why is this even called Black Shabbat? Why isn't it Purple Shabbat? And then, Ebony, what did you say? Well, dear, I explained to you that black people and Jewish people have an affinity due to oppression. You know what? You think you're the only people who are depressed? What do you think it's like for me? Okay? My daughter leaves for college. I'm all alone. I had to find out in page six that my husband was cheating with the nanny. In page six, I found out in page six. No oppression, Ramona. Oh, what's the difference, okay? You know what? I'm sorry, but like, you're not the only people that listen to Shania Twain. I don't know if I follow Ramona. You said oppression. Like, you know, it's like that song, that don't oppress me much. Like, big deal. We all like that song, okay? Okay. You know what? Everybody's been mad at me all over the media about this night, Black Shabbat. You know what? But all I was saying was, I'm sorry, but I dated a Jewish guy in college. So I'm kind of Jewish because I even went to Jewish school, okay? And then this guy, you know what? He was putting, he didn't even say thank you. He didn't even say, you know what? Thank you for being Jewish, okay? So I broke up with him. That's it. It doesn't make me Jewish. Ramona, so you said that you were discriminated against because you weren't Jewish. Yes, Andy, you don't understand how difficult it is to be a Christian white woman in this world, okay? Because I would go to New York City, and guess what? I would walk through, walk down the street, and every door would open up, and people would throw bagels at my head. And I would say, whoa, I wish I were Jewish. I wish I were Jewish, because that way, when they do that, I could sing a special song, like from Fiddler on the Roof, and then everyone would love me. But instead, I just got bagel after bagel after bagel at my head, and I would go home crying at night with a bruised head, Wishing well, I could have a schmear, but they won't even allow me to have a schmear because I'm not Jewish. It's so sad, okay? Yeah, Andy, it would bruise my head. You know what? My temples. It would hurt my temples. It would hurt so bad. And every time these Jewish girls from my school passed by me, they would say, hey, temple? And I'd be like, oh my God, they're making fun of my inflamed temples, okay? They were bullying me, Andy. I have been bullied by Jewish people. That's it. You know what? I wanted to be an actress when I was a young girl, and I would go to auditions, and I would never get the part, and I would get passed over. And then it was happened so much, they would just ridicule me. They actually made a holiday about me getting passed over for parts on Broadway. It's called Passover. It's the holiday where Jews remember how I never became a Broadway star. It's so rude. I would cry myself at night every single night. Yeah, it was a holiday celebrating me getting passed over, Andy. Okay, it was very, very hurtful. Okay, well, uh, Sonia, you also got pretty upset that night. What was that about, Andy? I just wanted to Ramona. I just wanted to tell Ramona. What about AIDS? What about cancer? What have you done with your life? You know what? I'll tell you what I've done with my life. I have been a survivor. A survivor of someone who was never a star on Broadway and who had a holiday made up after them just to make them feel bad. I am a survivor, Sonia. That's what I've done with my life, okay? God, you're a fucking moron. Shut up, Leah, okay? I got home in an Uber with a bag of corn nuts, okay? How many other people could survive that? Well, uh, Ebony, what do you think about all of this? You know, she did embarrass all of you in front of your friend, who was pretty embarrassing herself. Did she have locker room lockers in her living room? Anyway, uh, what do you think about all this, Ebony? I mean, Andy, dear, at this point, I just have to say, what the fuck can you do? Yeah, I mean, Ramona's gonna Ramona. Am I right? God, I'm tight with Ramona. We are like this, Andy. Tight, tight, tight. (laughs) Ha ha! Hey, 
All right, well, uh, Ebony, you seem to be attracting some birds to the studio, and this would be a good point moment to point out that uh, Leah seems to have disappeared, and in her place is a. Fo- oh, there's there's Leah. She's on Facetime, on her chair right there. I don't, Leah. Where did you wind up going to? I just wanted to say, Andy, Ramona's a fucking idiot. Wow, well, from one singer to another, can I just say, you go, girl. Shut up, Luann. All right, well, that was a tense moment. <laughs> <laughs> so after Black Shabbat, Sonia, Basically, you the season went downhill and nothing really happened. Let's be honest, all right? We had an episode order we had to get in here, so uh, we basically had some time for the ladies to go to the Hamptons, have some Galentine's Day, and put on pasties. I'll How tell you what went downhill, everybody? Andy. Andy, I'll tell you what went downhill. My urine, because I peed in that driveway on Black Shabbat. Now that's <laughs> how you bring in the weekend, huh? I mean, Sonia, dear, I would just like... One good defense for that. All right, let's just pretend we're in court because I am a lawyer, as everyone here might know. So let's just go back to court. Sonia, what is your defense for peeing on my friend Archie's driveway? Well, here's my defense. I do that sometimes. Watch me on TV. Okay. Totally forgiven. Now, Ebony, Ebony... You know, a lot of people felt that you were put into the untenable position of having to be a teacher to these women. But I think we could all agree that you had a very important storyline that showed that you were not just a teacher. You were looking for your dad for an episode. How did that turn out? Well, Andy, I'm glad you brought that up. I found my dad. I reunited with him. We cried. Turns out he wasn't my dad. I was just crying on a stranger's arm. And then I had to tell the person who I thought was my sister, dear... You're no longer my sister. Goodbye. But then I found someone else who was my dad. And then it turns out that I do have a sister. We met. It was a grand time. It was probably one of the most emotional things that ever happened in my life. And did we see that? Absolutely not. Okay, great. (laughs) What a great way to wrap up the season for you. All right. Well, this has been Andy Cohen with the cast of Real Housewives of New York City. It's been a great season. Um, You know what? We're all going to do a toast. Um, We are going to toast with gallon-sized caviars uh, that have been left behind in Mel Hooker's hotel rooms. All right? Um, Andy? Andy, can you just lift up this? Could you just lift up this phone and, and, like, sort of put it next to a thing of caviar so it looks like I'm toasting with it? Thank you. Oh, just hang up. She's probably going to talk about a penis. <laughs> All right. So, here's to you. Here's to me. May we never disagree. If we do, fuck you. Here's to me. <laughs> yes, precisely. <laughs> Bye, Andy. Bye, Andy. Whoa. Boy, Boy. Andy, okay. Well. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Alison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels, Dana C. Dana Do. Aaron McNicholas, she don't miss no trickolis. Hava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sipped some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. You don't touch the Nicky Morgan letters. There ain't no problem that Sarah Salvia can't solve ya. The Bay Area Betches, Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Better than Tabbouleh, it's Annie and Julie. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. Always the wiser is Allison Weasler. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. She's cheese on a bagel, it's Megan Ragel. Erica, 500 days of summers. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. We're letting the catlet out of the bag. It's Lily Catlet. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. Mina Coochie Coochie Coochie. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's get racy with Miss Stacy. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking violet coochie. We love you guys.